once again to the Football and Show podcast. As always, thank you for listening. Thank you for the continued support. Uh, one thing I want to talk about today is sports. Sports appears to be back. Kind of question mark. I don't know. Basketball is definitely coming back with their weird ass, stupid ass system. I don't agree with it with the way they're coming back. I don't like it. Um. You have more, I think, more Western Conference teams than you do Eastern Conference teams. Teams who really, they're playing, I think, six or eight regular season games. All that I agree with. I just don't like the fact that the West got more more teams in the East. But I think it's because of how far back those East teams were. They, they didn't really have a chance of making the playoffs. But either way, I know a lot of people are talking about it. Mo talked about it on his um Chris over at Off the Ball podcast, he he talked about sports coming back, but I really want to talk about my team, my Redskins, and and the NFL kind of in general, but I really want to focus on the Redskins today because I don't really talk about them a lot just because there's so much other stuff going on, but at the end of the day, I love my Redskins, I love my team, and I'm so, so excited for this season. I know I shouldn't be, and I told myself not to get too hyped. But I, I can't help it. I really can't. Here's why. Ron Rivera's press conferences, some of the best conferences I, I, I've seen in a while. He's saying all the right things. He spoke out on the Black Lives Matter movement. Uh, he supported it. He, he really supported his guys like Dwayne Haskins going out and and if you didn't see Dwayne Haskins, you know, took a break from working out and dropping weight and getting right for the summer to go visit Black Lives Matter Plaza right outside the White House, which I love. I think it was a great spot for it. I love it. Um, but he really talked about how he supports his guys doing that and and really standing up for what they believe in, which is obviously contrary to what the NFL has stood for for a while now. Recently, Roger Goodell. Um. He did a video saying that, you know, we got it wrong. We didn't allow them the peaceful protest. That's on us, but we're going to allow it now. We're going to encourage our players to speak up for what they believe in, blah, blah, blah. Now, while all that is great, my first reaction with, along with a lot of other people, my first reaction was, why not mention Colin Kaepernick? He's the one who started all of this. He, he sacrificed his career for all of this and whether you believe that he deserved to be in the league based on his skill I'll go I'll continue to say what I've been saying and I've said it on one of my very first podcast I think it was like the third or fourth episode that I ever did you cannot tell me that there are 64 quarterbacks better than Colin Kaepernick I'm pretty sure Nate Peterson has a job dude throws at least five interceptions per game he has a job even recently, um, uh, one of the Bears players was asked about it. Um, it was it was back in, I think, 2017, 2018. He was asked if he believed that Colin Kaepernick was being blackballed from the league. And his response was, we signed Mike Glennon. Which, if you know about Mike Glennon, he's not great. And they signed him to a three-year, I'd say it was like $28 million contract, $18 million, something. So he, he was making good money, a three-year contract for somebody who we can all agree is pretty garbage. But 
all that being said, football appears to be back fairly, fairly soon. Um, some teams are starting to report to facilities. Some teams are still kind of hesitant and still doing their their virtual offseason program. But some teams are reporting to facilities. And specifically, I believe the Redskins are now. And so I just want to talk about that. Before I do, though, go check out Beltway Bros podcast after you're done listening to this. They are they live in D.C. or in the D.C. area. I don't. I live in Washington. I've never lived in the D.C. area. I visited D.C. once in my life. They are very much more in tune with the culture in that area. All, all I see from the the writers is is on Twitter, on ESPN, stuff like that. Um, but definitely go check them out. I like a lot of what they're doing. But I want to speak on Ron Rivera first. Because out of all the coaching hires this past offseason, I think we did the best. We we hit it out of the park. Home run, grand slam. Because we have a been there, done that head coach. He led a team to the Super Bowl. And say what you will about Cam Newton after the Super Bowl. Dude played hurt almost every single season after that. Bum ankle, bum knee, bum throwing shoulder. Like, he could not catch a break. So, anybody who wants to say that Cam was garbage after that and he was more worried about his fashion than he was his play, miss me. Miss me with all that right now. Because if you look at his play, I think it was the 2017 season. The year that that All or Nothing followed them around. Dude was playing at an MVP level. He really was. I think they went, they started six and two. Cam got hurt. He wouldn't acknowledge it. He tried to play through the pain. They ended up finishing, I think, seven and nine, missed the playoffs, and Cam got shut down like with three or four games left. So to sit here and say that Cam wasn't the same after the Super Bowl, he it got to his head. He he was bigger than the game. No, no, no. That's not the case. And honestly, if it wasn't for the coronavirus, if doctors, team doctors were able to get their hands on Cam Newton, and I've said this before and I will continue to say it, he would have been signed already. He really would have been. But with all the injuries that he's he's had, he was really done a disservice being released when he was released. If he would have done it at the beginning of the offseason or right before the combine, he, he would have been able to find the teams. He, he would be signed. But since it was after everything and he couldn't travel, team doctors couldn't look at him. That's why he's not signed. If he came to Washington, because I see that a lot, is that he should come to Washington. And because of Ron Rivera, because of all that, if he was okay with being the backup, sure. He says he is. But with Dwayne, what Dwayne Haskins was put through last year, by the Jay Gruden regime? No, we, we, we can't afford that. We can't have that right now because the way Jay Gruden handled him last year, absolute garbage. And I will never forgive Jay Gruden for that. Now, a lot of it stems from Daniel Snyder being Daniel Snyder and being too hands-on as far as being an owner because he wasn't a football guy. He, he's a businessman. He's there to make money. You should let the football people do their football part of the job. Not only that, when your football people is Bruce Allen, you you tend to kind of, you're already starting behind the eight ball. Because Bruce Allen, one, not good at his job. And two, he was a yes man to Dan Snyder. And I think 
that's what's going to make this team a lot different from what I've heard from Ron Rivera is it seems like Daniel Snyder is really giving him the keys. And with somebody proven like Ron Rivera, he he had he was able to go into that interview with Dan Snyder and say, look, if you want me to coach this team, I'll coach it. But I need damn near complete control. You know, if we hire a GM, great, we'll work together. But as far as you being an owner, you need to stay out of it. Let me let me run this team the way I want to run it. So I will win it. If and if it fails, it's on me and nobody can say, well, Dan Snyder did this and Bruce Allen did this and so and so did this. It's going to be on Ron Rivera. And, and I love that. And again, he been there, done that. He drafted Christian McCaffrey. He drafted Cam Newton. I think he drafted Luke Keekley. I can't remember exactly. But very excited for Ron Rivera to be our coach. And I think we, we really do have a good chance of, of surprising people and winning the division. I even said in one of my other episodes that we have, I believe, in the NFC out of the four teams that finished last in their division. I think the Redskins have the best chance to win the division. One, because new pieces, a new defensive scheme that isn't going to have Ryan Kerrigan dropping back into coverage as much as he did. And the, the division is just really weak. No repeat division winner since 2006, 2007. Both those years, uh, the Eagles won it or 03, 04, something like that. Cowboys, they still don't really have a quarterback. I mean, they do. They have Andy Dalton. Dak Prescott is being stupid, stupid, wanting $45 million for one year when he can barely go eight and eight with the weapons that he has. But that, that's another time. I think we have the best chance to do the worst of first in the NFC and possibly possibly the league i don't know miami out there in the aoc east with no more tom brady i think they have a good chance now dwayne haskins i've been very pleased with the way dwayne haskins has been working um he he has been reported he dropped from about 230 to right now i think last he said he was about 218 he's really working on being more athletic a little bit more, more mobile um a little bit quicker to get out of the pocket if he needs to. And he's been working with, with the receivers. He's been working with the young guys, Terry McLaurin, um, Antonio Golden, due from, from Liberty. So he's, he's, they're putting in work. He's also worked out with AB. And, and I keep getting asked by people if I would like to see Antonio Brown on the team and, I would. I really would. I know. I think Ron Rivera said it, it hurts this. It stunts the growth of the young guys. But I mean, they're young. They could learn because here's the thing. Antonio Brown, one of the best receivers in the game. I will not deny that. I cannot deny that. If you try to deny that you're delusional and you don't know shit about football. But his mental state, that, that was the biggest thing. His mental state was not just questionable. It was downright scary the things he was doing the things he was saying his ig live videos throwing shit at truck drivers throwing stuff off balconies it was scary but i think ron rivera can kind of control that and if he can't sign him for a game let him play if he continues these antics cut him so i'm told one year eight million dollar deal if he keeps this shit up cut him 
Simple as that. Because if Ron Rivera is able to keep him under control, is able to keep his head right, and he's getting the right medical treatment, the right psychiatrists are helping him, and he's able to just focus on football, you could argue we will have the best receiving core. Probably won't show it on paper preseason before the season starts. But Terry McLaurin, he's going to be a superstar. He's going to be one of the best receivers in the league in three to four years. I just hope we can keep him. Add that, add Antonio Brown to the other side, along with the other young guys we have. Our receiving core is going to be stacked. It's going to be great. But back to Dwayne Haskins, he's putting in the work. He's really working with his receivers, getting that chemistry, that timing down. I'm very happy to see what he was doing. I hope I hope he's able to have a great sophomore season. I know typically, especially with quarterbacks, they have that sophomore slump, which I'm scared of. But I think he's really focused on... on I think he's really, really focused on getting better and improving and really leading this team because he knows, one... This coaching staff didn't didn't draft him. They're not married to him. They they have no, in, they did not invest in him. Jay Gruden did. Well, Dan Snyder did, but his coaching staff won't care about that. He's heard all the talk in the offseason. I know players can say, "Oh, I don't listen to outside noise. I'm focused." Yes, you do. We live in a 24-hour news cycle. All the news is right in the palm of our hands. You open up Twitter. And you're there. ESPN, NFL Network, Fox Sports, NBC Sports, they're all going to be talking about you. Whether you do good or bad, they're all going to be talking about you. So I guarantee Dwayne Haskins has heard everything about him being dyslexic, being lazy, can't read the playbook, all that stuff. So I think he's really, really committed to getting better. I really think he is, and I hope he is. Final thing I want to talk about, final player I want to talk about on the offensive side of the ball is Darius Geis. He, too, seems to be putting in work. He's out there on the field. He's out there running routes. He's getting better. His work, his, He's working on his footwork, all that good stuff. But when you're in a field by yourself and nobody's hitting you, you're always going to look good. Same with Dwayne Haskins. You can say that you're out there on the field. Nobody's rushing you. You, you don't have 10 guys in your face from both offensive and defensive lines. But... If he's he if he grabs the playbook a little bit better and he's able to get through his progressions, he's working on his progressions, his footwork getting out of the pocket, I think he'll be fine. Thing with Darius Geis is he he he's injury prone. He's been in the league for three years, two years. Towards ACL's rookie season. I think got hurt last season, didn't play a whole lot. He 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 has shown glimpses of what he can be. And if he's able to stay healthy, that two-headed monster we have of him and Adrian Peterson is going to be lethal. Plus, we still have Bryce Love, who's fast, who got hurt. We drafted him last year. He got hurt. And we've signed a few, a few people as well. We have like 37. Half of our roster is all running backs right now. And that's going to be dwindled down. And Ron Rivera is just trying to... He's just trying to build depth because, again, Darius guys gets hurt. Bryce Love has already gotten hurt. He, he, he needs a depth there, guys who can who can step in. But Darius guys, he, he, he has to stay healthy. 
This is going to be, this is a make it or break it year for him. I believe that if he gets hurt to where he's not able to continue the season, he's not able to play at least 12 games. They're going to cut him. I really do think that you show that you can't stay healthy. They're not going to keep investing in you. They're going to cut him. He'll sign somewhere else. And with our luck, he'll be great. And he'll stop being injury prone. But also remember our whole medical staff was basically fired. They were let go. We have a whole new medical staff. We have a medical staff that the head trainer won an award when he was with Ron Rivera in Carolina as the top strength and conditioning coach in the NFL or had the top medical program of all 32 teams in the NFL. So I think that's going to play a huge factor and I think it's it's going to be great. I think Darius guys will play at least 14 games. He'll have the occasional, you know, bruise hip or, you know, whatever the case. He might miss a couple games, but he will play a majority of the season and he's going to ball out. Now let's talk about our defense. It's not as sexy as the offense, but oh my God, am I excited for this defense. Switching from a 3-4 to a 4-3, which, which is what Kerrigan needs to be in. Mont, we had a Chase Young to the line. And I know Chase Young's not one person. Chase Young is not one player. But it's still Chase Young. You still have to account for him. You might have to double team him. The rest of that line is going to eat. Montez Sweat is going to eat. Ryan Anderson is going to eat. Jonathan Allen is going to eat. Ryan Kerrigan is going to eat. They're all going to be eaten. Our, our DBs is a little suspect because we got Kendall Fuller. And then we have everybody else as far as the corners. Our safeties, though, I think we're good at safety. Landon Collins back there. Uh, I think I like what Troy Apke did last year. I like the, the progress that he made. So I think our safeties were good. We can probably get one more above average safety to kind of help out Landon Collins back there, but I'm, I'm happy with our safety group corners. I'm kind of worried about, cause again, we have cut, we have Kendall Fuller who we drafted him, traded him to Kansas city in that Alex Smith deal. And they didn't re-sign him after winning the Super Bowl, So he came back. He, he, and he was a stud as a rookie. I think we drafted him in the third or fourth round. He was a stud as a rookie. And Kansas City, from reports that I read in the Alex Smith deal, they were very adamant to get Kendall Fuller, which obviously it helped, especially later in the second half of last season when that defense really stepped up. Him and Tyron Matthew were a huge part of that. So I'm happy we got Kendall Fuller. But everybody else, I don't know. We got rid of Quentin Dunbar. Great. I think Jimmy Moreland is going to have a breakout season. At least I hope he does. He's supposed to be... Kind of the diamond in the rough from last year's draft. He was our seventh round pick. He's supposed to, like I said, supposed to be one of those guys that eight, ten years from now, everybody's going to regret not picking him. And we're going to wonder how he fell all the way to the seventh round. Not maybe not like a Tom Brady type question mark, but definitely supposed to be one of those. Wow, I can't believe we missed this guy. And he didn't have, he wasn't showing this in college, anything like that. Um, and then Fabian Moreau, he, he, he showed he can play. But again, our, our DBs were garbage last year. 
including Josh Norman, who has signed with, I think, the Bills. We got rid of him. We have a, a younger a younger DB core. And so, you know, if we can add one more DB, one more good big name DB, maybe not a big name, but a solid corner, not a big name like Josh Norman like we did back then, but definitely signing a better corner than, you know, kind of just to help out. I think we're poised. I think we're really poised to make a run. I really think we do. Um, I know a couple people, especially Beltway Bros over there, they projected Redson's going, I think, 5-11. and 11. I think one of them predicted 5-11. and 11. One of them said he wouldn't be surprised if we went winless. Um, no, he didn't say that. I think his was maybe 7-9. and nine. Um, I'm a little bit more on the optimistic side going through our schedule. They were giving the Giants way too much credit. I think we can go 9-7. and seven. 10 and 6 if we really click. And definitely we have a chance to win the division. I'm hyped for it. I really am. I can't wait for the season to start because I need football back. That's all I got for you guys today. Thank you for listening. As always, greatly appreciate it. Let me know what you guys think. Follow my Facebook page and Instagram. Both are football and chill podcast. My Twitter's FNC Pod. Follow me on YouTube. Um, I will be doing a top five running back of all time episode i might make it a top five series of all skill positions um but i'm gonna start with the running backs go listen to my previous episodes i talk about the social injustices that's going on right now that's when i did talk about reggie bush so for all my usc fans go check that out if you're excited as i am that reggie bush can now be associated with usc again go check that out follow me on everything interact stay on the lookout for any everything Once again, thank you, thank you, thank you. I'm out.